0: Hey there, it's Liv. Welcome to episode 6. Hopefully this episode is a little more fulfilling and has a little more to offer for my listeners, as opposed to my last couple. Um, My voice will be going in and out, sort of. It's kind of raspy right now and I'm not really understanding why I'm drinking tea right now as I'm recording this, so hopefully it makes it better. But I apologize for the shorter episodes, it's been a little difficult and I feel like this far into it, What's wrong with being a little open? So, these last couple of weeks, I've been trying to get a diagnosis just because it will give me peace of mind, sort of, I mean, peace of mind may not be the right phrase, but I've been misdiagnosed at least two or three times, so at this point I kinda just wanna know what the hell's going on, and it's been difficult because I don't know what to focus on, to get myself to do better or where I need to kind of drive my energy towards because you know I never know what the main focus is Um, recently I got into contact with my therapist from back on campus and through a lot of heavy mindfulness and calling myself out on things I was able to present her with like five pages of symptoms that I feel regularly within A two-week to month basis which is usually like the measurement of like hey how often is this bugging you however you know the diagnosis isn't really ever pleasant to hear or rather see because I had to read it through an email and it wasn't anything like a hundred percent certain she still always uses like the concerns or like and I'm like "Mm." it's very daunting to think of like changing kind of so much about me that has just kind of become reflex and kind of like what's going to happen if I can do that but um, back in uh, November I had started to question the diagnosis I had been given of um, bipolar disorder and if you've ever been around me for a long amount of time I don't get, you know, manic or hypermanic. I've never shown those symptoms. Like, I'm impulsive as shit, but not in the realm of, you know, bipolar. There were a lot of spots that it felt like I had to kind of change my perception of my behaviors and myself to make it fit me and make sense. And of course, if you have to do that, it's probably not you. So I was scrolling through Facebook, as, you know, most people do, and I came across a video like one of those with the uh, note cards holding up and it has like things that people have written on them and sent in and it was like oh if you have this disorder you have these thoughts you know one of those posts and you know it was just like oh whatever I'm a psych major so I'm like oh what's this and I read a lot of them and just kind of sat there like kind of my mind blown just like yeah yeah I think that uh-huh yeah hmm Alright, cool. And so I started to do a little digging, or as others like to call it, obsessing. And I was starting to kind of fall into the realm of self-diagnosis, which, as any psychology major knows, or anyone that's taken any sort of psychology class knows, is a big no-no. It's one of the first things you will hear from a professor or anyone in the field immediately. My boyfriend told me that I shouldn't self-diagnose myself and that if I really believed that this is what I had I should go in and talk to a professional. You know that's what I did and I made no mention of the diagnosis I had given myself. I just told her like hey I want to start over. You know I've had these diagnoses in the past it's it's not right. I don't know what's going on. Here are a few symptoms. Um, And by the end of our first session, she asked me if this disorder was something that I had considered. And she told me that pretty much five minutes into our conversation, she had been considering it. And for the semester, I avoided talking about it. And what kind of happened in my life, because I really didn't want it to, you know, it's not something that I wanted to have, you know? Um, So I spent all of our sessions talking about, like, what happened in my life recently, and like, in that week, and just, like, keeping it simple, never about what was, like, truly wrong until our last session, and until last week, and... Now it's become a lot clearer, and my behavior and thoughts make more sense, but I also also learned that it's kind of with me for a lifetime if I don't, you know, get a hold of this, and that there's really not much I can do about it except to be more mindful and to not consistently blame my behavior on it. You know, it's still my behavior, and to take action for it, I can't just be like, oh, it's because of the disorder. Like, no, it's a mix, and it's really frustrating, and I think, honestly, the final nail in the coffin for me, and feeling like complete shit about this potential diagnosis was when my abnormal professor told our class that the problem with a personality disorder is that you can't exactly treat someone's personality, and that it's very, very hard to change what have been my go-to thoughts and behaviors for the longest time, and kind of moving my way around that and trying to kind of live my life around it in a way where it doesn't interfere as much, I suppose. Welcome to the weekly question! I kind of screwed up the order with that last episode, so I apologize, but I do think that this question popped up at a really good time and it worked out well for this episode. So the weekly question is, what do I love about myself? Honestly, when first thinking of this question, I don't really think of a lot of things. It's like a lot of like, I think my eyes are pretty, or like, I have really soft hair, like, I really love that about myself. It's never anything, like, super deep. Um, again, I don't feel like there's a lot to love about myself personally. I have a lot of insecurities about myself. And, you know, I don't make those as obvious. And I try to, like, make it seem like I'm being confident. But on the inside, I'm just like, no, God. Um... Like, I really love the color of my eyes, but I hate that one eye closes more than the other, and is uneven when I smile. I love my lips, I think they're fairly full for my face shape, and that makes me pretty happy. I love that I'm always available and open to listening to people's problems and giving them a shoulder to cry on. Uh, And then I started thinking, like, what are some things that I could learn to love about myself? the first thing that I thought of is my smile which I've hated for the longest time because I am super insecure about my teeth and like the way that my eyes kind of scrunch like it just um I could learn to love my body more and take care of it more I get very wrapped up in how it looks and how it feels rather than how I think it looks and accepting myself and my body instead of constantly trying to change it due to varying circumstances in my life, like stress eating, yee. Um I could also learn to love my more positive thoughts and try to kind of correct and rationalize my more negative ones. My mind, I could learn to love my mind because too often I focus on the terrible thoughts that pull me down and push others away instead of focusing more on positivity and the things that are going right in my life. I feel like within the last week, I've cried more than I should have. Like, I was with my boyfriend and I should have been super, super happy, but, you know, at the end of the day, it was just like, oh, why am I crying? I don't want to be crying right now. Why is this happening? Like, I was genuinely, like, confused as to why I was crying. It was it was, it was, was rough. Like, I'm sitting there and I'm, like, looking at him and I'm like, I'm not crying on purpose, I promise. Like, it's, it, I'm just leaking at this point. I'm not even trying. I didn't even think about anything. Like, it just happened. And that's another thing is my emotions. I could learn to love them a little bit more although they are very, very overwhelming and come out very, very strongly, and I could learn to love that part of me more, just because, you know, it makes me kind of an approachable-ish person. My face isn't very approachable because I have RBF real bad, it's chronic, it's a chronic condition, but yeah. Um, it's always far too easy to get carried away with everything that's wrong, and I really lose focus on everything that's good, including myself, and I could learn to really love myself. I don't really see myself as a good person most of the time and tend to drag myself down for things I've done in my past or thoughts that I often have, and, you know, I think that that's something that needs to change, and... That's a major perception shift that I think would really benefit me within the future. Welcome to Poetry and Deep Things. So, this poem this week is from a longer one that I wrote within, I think, the past year and it's kind of a very negative poem in the beginning it really goes from like little feminine things that like i wasn't taught growing up that i kind of had to just teach myself and figure out or like you know ask friends or kind of like google it like it was never anything that was just like yeah you know someday you're gonna have to do this and do this. Um, and I was reading through it and it gets very negative. And that's something that I really didn't want to reflect on, so I'm going to go through and edit it as I'm recording this and kind of, you know, make it a little bit more positive and motivating rather than just... Want, 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 want. Sad things, sad things. Oh, look, a positive thing. You know. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I learned that the familiar adage of a wallflower being applied to me from sixth grade and on by a teacher that I really didn't like has formed me into a beautiful and flourishing flower a mix of pastels, blacks, and grays thrown onto a wall another layer of color added every year showing the growth of my inner being that through silence has learned how to detect problems from a facial expression or a tone change or even a slight shift in body language the introvert has blossomed into the introvert that watches silence taught me how to listen it taught me how to observe it taught me how to care and empathize silence gave me my way of life. Being a wallflower and flourishing, it has brought a sense that through this lifetime, the mingle of grays and blacks at the end of each year will mix into pastel purples and blues, becoming brighter as each step forward is taken with courage and confidence. Welcome to Not-So-Sage Wisdom. My advice for this week is to take a day off Take a mental health day, whatever that consists of for you, whether it's, you know, playing games or reading or, you know, even if it's simple stuff like making your favorite cup of tea or taking a bath or lighting a candle, step outside for a second and watch the sunset it doesn't even have to be an entire day just take you know what my advice for the week is to take five minutes each day and just be there ask yourself how you are how you've been that day ask yourself how you slept Focus on your well-being and what's driving you in that moment. Bring your mind to yourself rather than focusing on everything else that's around you just for five minutes. I'm going to do it this week too. And I really think it's going to help. I think that You know, you'll see some changes kind of in your perception by the end of the week and you'll find yourself doing it without even thinking. Just kind of grounding yourself. So, on that note, I'm going to give you a grounding technique if you want to do that as part of your self-care. Let me find it. It's somewhere in here. Okay. So. It's somewhere in here. There it is. Okay. So the grounding technique. um, Find five things you can see. Right now I can see my laptop, a blanket, a pillow, my phone, and nail clippers. Four things you can touch. My skin, my shirt, the fabric of my sheets, which is a flannel. It's really comfy. And my fan. I'm going over like the ripples of the thing. Three things you can hear. I can hear a fan. I can hear crickets. And I hear myself two things you can smell I don't know, I kind of smell my perfume and the tea that I just made it's kind of mixing together quite nicely Uh, one thing you can taste the tea that I just made it's called Passion, it's super good, it's made from like Rose, I think, and it's it turns purple. That's really all I know about it. It's really pretty and it tastes very flowery, but it's very good, so yeah, there's your grounding technique five four, three, two, one, see, touch hear, smell, taste, and if you don't have time to stop and do that and you know get really like mindful about it, like when you touch your shirt. Like, feel the fabric, feel how soft it is, feel if it's, like, cotton or silky, like, pay attention, be mindful. So, if you don't really have time for that, or if, like, you're more into, like, mantras and stuff like that, I have an I am grounded thing that I found on Pinterest. All of this stuff is found on Pinterest, by the way. All credit will go to Pinterest. It's my life. Okay. My spirit is grounded deep in the earth. I am calm, strong, centered, and peaceful. I am able to let go of fear and trust that I am eternally safe. I am worthy of all things beautiful. Hopefully you use my advice for this week to kind of focus a little bit more on yourself and your self-care Um, because it's really, really important, but, you know, also don't focus too much on it, because then you can get overwhelmed and kind of just forget about life, and, you know, that's not too good either. You want to find a balance in between the two. Your daily push-up for the week is... Every moment is a new opportunity to become who I am. I move with life. Use this as your positive push-up to go with the flow this week. Be okay with change. Be one with life. You're on the same path, whether you think that life is throwing blows at you, I mean, you're going somewhere, and you'll make it one day.